0: are you ready what's going on here resistance is futile this indeed you are powerful. is it's in my head oh! fan effect well it's the weekend which means it's time for some movie and tv show suggestions andy farnsworth host of ksl news radios the movie show has a recap whose land is this my land Well, we're getting to that time of year where the studios are starting to roll out the movies that they hope will contend for Academy Awards next spring. Our big movie this week is called Killers of the Flower Moon, and it comes from Oscar-winning director Martin Scorsese, and it stars Oscar-winning actors Leonardo DiCaprio and Robert De Niro. Now, the movie's based on the best-selling novel of the same name, and it's set in the early 1900s in Oklahoma. The Osage Indian nation at this time has become uber-rich thanks to the discovery of oil on their land. But with all that money comes a lot of outsiders, white folk mostly, who want to get their hands on that money, and they'll do pretty much anything to accomplish it. They rob graves, they rob banks, but perhaps the worst thing they do is marry natives who have a full share of the revenue, then kill them to get the inheritance. Enter DiCaprio's character, Ernest Burkhart. He comes back from World War II to live with his uncle William, played by Robert De Niro. Ernest becomes a driver for a wealthy Osage woman named Molly, and they eventually marry. But as Osage men and women keep dying with nobody willing to investigate, the Osage looked for help from the federal government who finally sent some FBI agents to look into the matter. Now there's no question the amount of effort and detail Scorsese put into this film. It looks spectacular and it's a story that's worth telling and highlights many injustices committed against Native Americans that most of us probably weren't aware of. The acting is top-notch, even if DiCaprio's prosthetic teeth were a bit of a distraction for me. But the biggest obstacle to this movie, no question, three-and-a-half-hour runtime with no intermission, I might add. I'm not sure that the casual movie-going audience will want to expend the amount of time it will take to get through this. One other note for those who did read the book is that Scorsese changed the point of view from the federal investigators to the Osage Nation. Now, that may surprise some of you who are already looking forward to seeing this. I do believe it's worth seeing on the big screen, and yes, it's good but it takes a big commitment of time. Killers of the Flower Moons rated R and playing only in theaters. Another new movie this week that's based on a true story is called Nyad, and it stars Annette Bening and Jodie Foster. Bening plays long-distance swimmer Diana Nyad, the only person who has ever made the 100-plus mile swim from Cuba to Florida unassisted. Foster plays her best friend and coach, Bonnie Stoll. Now the word Nyad in Greek means water nymph, and Diana Nyad heard about that her entire life as she set all kinds of open water swimming records, including swimming the English Channel, swimming around Manhattan Island, and even going from the Bahamas to Florida. But her first attempt to go from Cuba to Florida at age 28 failed. So it was a surprise to many when Diana talked her friend and coach, Bonnie Stoll, into helping her make the attempt again in 2011, when Diana was 62 years old. The movie focuses on Diana's stubborn single-mindedness in trying to reach this goal as well as what those on her team around her went through to help her achieve it. It was great to see Jodie Foster back on screen again. I'm a sucker for sports movies and the way they portray the human spirit, especially endurance sports. There's tension, there's drama, and since most people probably don't know this story, there are twists and turns that you won't expect. In my opinion, Nyad is worth seeing. It's rated PG-13 and it's playing in select theaters. Now, as we are now less than two weeks away from Halloween, we've got a new movie in theaters that you can take your kids to see. The Canterville Ghost is based on the classic short story by Oscar Wilde, and it features the voices of Stephen Fry, Hugh Laurie, Freddie Highmore, and Imelda Staunton. If you watch a lot of BBC shows, you probably recognize all those names. Sir Simon de Canterville has been haunting the grounds of his estate for more than 300 years when the newly rich Otis family from America purchases it and moves in. Sir Simon does his best to scare them away, but it doesn't work. In fact, the young twin Otis boys, Lewis and Kent, create their own fake ghost and actually manage to scare the ghost of Sir Simon. But one of the Otis kids, teenage Miranda, she sees there may be more to Sir Simon's story, and her kindness may be the very thing that can help his ghost to finally move on from this world. To be honest, the first third of this movie kind of dragged, and I was not impressed. The animation isn't quite top level like Disney, Pixar, or DreamWorks, so it took a little getting used to. But the film got better as it went along, and the final third was funny, a bit exciting, and had some, dare I say, emotional moments as well. There's a reason this story has been adapted multiple times for big and small screen, after all. The Canterville Ghost is not the best animated movie, but parents will find a good message, and kids will have a good time without anything too scary for them. It's rated PG, and it is playing in select theaters. Now, let's move over to streaming for our honorable mention list for this week. On Netflix, we have several new options. First up is the grown-up comedy movie, Old Dads. It stars comedian Bill Burr, who also directed the movie, as well as Bobby Cannavale and Bokeem Woodbine. They play three friends who just sold their retail business to a tech investor, in part to be able to pay for their kids' educations. But being older and having young kids in this day and age brings its own challenges, mostly from younger people and younger parents who do things very differently. If you're familiar with Burr's comedy, then you know this will be full of adult language and immature guy humor, and it doesn't disappoint in either of those areas. Old Dads will appeal mainly to a specific audience, but it does have its funny moments. Another comedy on Netflix is a new series called Neon. It stars the very likable Tyler Dean Flores as a Latino musician named Santi. After Santi has some success with a viral video of one of his songs, he and his two friends slash business partners, manager Ness and creative director Felix, moved to Miami to try and get signed by an actual record company. The series, which is eight half-hour episodes in this first season, follows the three of them as they try and reach their dreams, including working with a potential record company rep who they don't know is really just a secretary the record label but who has dreams of her own i thought neon was really funny but beware of the tv ma rating all eight episodes are available now still on netflix but this time not a comedy the new series bodies it's based on a graphic novel and is a detective story with a sci-fi twist detectives in the years 1890 1941 2023 and 2053 all find themselves investigating the discovery of a body on a certain road in london the twist it's the same body. Mm. The four detectives eventually discover their investigations are linked, possibly to a certain political leader who may have had something to do with the murder, or maybe it was something else entirely. Bodies has plenty of suspense and intrigue to keep you interested, but it's also got plenty of adult content and is rated TV MA. Over on Apple TV Plus is the fascinating documentary The Pigeon Tunnel about a former British spy named David Cornwell, or, as he is much more famously known, spy novelist John LeCary. The man who wrote the bestsellers Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy and the spy who came in from the cold actually learned to be dishonest from his father, a notorious con man. So it seemed a natural fit for him to be a spy when the opportunity presented itself. Cornwall has a near-hypnotic voice, and the stories of his life, if they're all true, are nothing short of astounding. Those who loved his spy novels will definitely enjoy The Pigeon Tunnel the most. And finally, a new imagining of the classic tale of Peter and the Wolf comes to streaming on MAX. This version is animated and it is based on drawings from U2 lead singer Bono. Of course, no telling of Peter and the Wolf is complete without Prokofiev's famous orchestral score to accompany it. This version of Peter and the Wolf is only 32 minutes long, but it is worth your time and you might be surprised how familiar that music is to you like it was to me. It's safe for all ages and again, Peter and the Wolf streaming on MAX. So there you have it, a little bit of something for all ages on this week's What to Watch. Hey, thanks for watching. I hope you and your family found this review helpful, and I invite you to check out my other in-depth reviews of movies and streaming TV shows on ksltv.com. I'll see you there.